0: Welcome to the X-Report. I'm Raven X and it is arguably my favorite day of the sports year. That's right. It is finally the start of the NFL draft. But of course, you know, I'm not just going to talk about it by myself. Alongside me, as always, is Biggie, a.k.a. Ethan Tate, a.k.a. somebody who I just have to know. What team are you more caring about the draft, the Steelers or the Titans? Do the Titans still have at least a little piece of your heart or is it just done?
1: You got know an answer to the
0: question. Okay. I w- I was just trying to make the Titans feel good about themselves. I'm sorry.
1: It is what it is.
0: Mm, It'd be like that. They got other fans. Uh, But speaking of, since we are fans... We got a great show for you guys today. We are going to give our mini-mock draft. That's why we're going to go through the first 10 picks of the first round of tonight's NFL mock draft and give our predictions. We're going to talk about the long-awaited Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets and discuss what to expect from the Packers now that Aaron Rodgers is an under center and if the Jets are really, con- really should be considered Super Bowl contenders. Then looking at the NBA, we're going to look— at the state of the second round matchups, as well as make our predictions for this upcoming round. And then closing things out, I'm joined by a very special guest to do my WWE draft. And not gonna lie to you, it was recorded on Monday. So a lot has happened since then. So don't judge us if we miss some stuff. But before we get to any of that, please sure to check out the export.net, our PTExport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes are our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel. Entitled The X Report. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and kick off this bad boy. My full mock draft can be found at the export.net. I repeat, the export.net. But let's go ahead and get into our top 10. You can start us off. Carolina Panthers on the board. Who do you think is expected to be the new quarterback of the future?
1: Bryce, you
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that. Sorry, this is my friends. I'm really eating. Um, I think that because. Anthony Richardson has come under fire, at least the hype around him since the combine has died down. C.J. Stroud is getting attacked from multiple different sides to so where it's actually kind of weird. And then Will Levins, I just, I don't buy him being first overall. So right now, uh, Bryce, you know, seems like the best and safest pick. All right, second overall pick, the Houston Texans are on the board. There are some rumors that they're not that intrigued by this quarterback class. Maybe they're really not into it. Who knows? But who do you think they end up taking?
1: Uh, I think the whole they're not interested in the quarterback draft class is like a small screen. I think they're going to take C.J.'s trial
0: I agree. Like I said when we talked about it a few weeks ago, there's just no way I can really imagine the Texans not taking a quarterback. Maybe because reports are coming out that they're trying to trade that 12th overall pick. Maybe if they trade up and think they can still get a top defensive player and a quarterback, they can make it shake. But as of right now, I just I don't buy it. All right, third overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals are on the board. Who do you have them taking, or do you think they end up trading the pick?
1: Uh, I think they're going to end up trading it, and I think they're going to end up trading it to the Titans, and I think they're going to select Anthony Richardson.
0: In my past couple of mock drafts I've had the Cardinals trading this pick every time Part of me feels like If they were going to trade it They probably do it sooner rather than later Um, But the other part of me is like they do need to acquire as many picks as they can. But as of right now, I got them staying pat, and I got them taking edge rusher Will Anderson out of Alabama. I mean, their defense right now has been depleted. Their offense is going through some issues as well, but at least they knew who their franchise quarterback is. So that allows them to find their premier pass rusher, and they can get him in Will Anderson. And just to play spoilers, since we're only doing top 10, I actually had Richardson fall into the Titans at 11. So we in the same boat on that one. All right, fourth overall pick. The Indianapolis Colts. Who do you have them taking?
1: Will Lewis.
0: Yeah, I agree. To me, I think he fits more of their style and their prototypical quarterback more than Anthony Richardson, even though I know that Shane Steichen just came from Philly with Jalen Hurt. All right, fifth overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks are on the board. Who you got? Jalen Carter. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we talked about it. They brought back Bobby Wagner. They're going to get Jordan Brooks back once he's healthy. Uh, They signed Julian Love. They still got Quandre Diggs. Jamal Adams is still in tow. They just gave Draymond Jones a big contract. Really, the only major weakness on that team looks to be their interior D-line. Jalen Carter helps to fix that. All right, sixth overall pick, the Detroit Lions.
1: I think this is where Will Anderson goes. No, 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 no they have two good edge versus, I'm sorry. Uh, I can see them going offensive, like maybe offensive tackle, maybe Paris Johnson.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I see Devin Witherspoon corner out of Illinois is going. Main reason is before I didn't really think they would because they signed Cam Sutton, they brought in Emmanuel Mosley, and then they had uh, Jeff Akuda. But since trading Jeff Okuda, that does kind of put them back in that cornerback market. And Devin Witherspoon is arguably the best one in the class. I think that he'd be a really good fit with that group. All right, seventh overall, the Las Vegas Raiders. Who do they get?
1: This is where I think Will Anderson might go. I know they have Chandler Jones, but he had not been that productive in a while because of injuries. And I think they might try to get Will Anderson to pair him up with Matt Crosby.
0: That'd be dope. And, I mean, it's no telling how much longer – Chandler Jones will actually be in tow. Um, I'm actually going to go on the offensive side of the ball, more specifically getting Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. That defense is terrible, yes, but, I mean, their offensive line isn't much better, specifically at right tackle. You just gave Jimmy G a three-year deal. You got to do whatever you can and try to keep him upright, especially because he already has a lengthy list of injury concerns. All right, eighth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons. Where do you see them going?
1: I see them going B. John Robinson. I know. It, the, the chances of you being realistic are unrealistic, but I think he he'll be like one of the better just overall prospects, and I think they won't pass it
0: up. That'd be interesting. I was recently listening to a, a podcast and they talked about B. John possibly going to the Falcons because you know the Falcons head coach is Arthur Smith, who was the former OC in Tennessee, so he got to see the impact of having a dynamic running back in tow. So that would make some sense. Um, this is enough team. I think they end up working on the trenches, and I think they bring in edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. They made a lot of moves in their secondary and getting Jeff Fakuda and Jesse Bates and then uh, bringing in Calais Campbell to play alongside Grady Jarrett on their D-line. I think that Tyree Wilson, if their linebackers can step up, could possibly be the missing piece of that defense to make them pretty formidable. All right, Chicago Bears at the ninth overall pick.
1: Chicago with the ninth overall pick. Uh, what's the wide receiver from TCU's name? I forgot his name. Quinn Johnston. That's where I see
0: them going. Dang, I'm a little surprised. You didn't go to Ohio State, man? Pair him back up with Justin Fields, Jackson, Smith, and Jibba.
1: Ah, dang it. I forgot I didn't say his name. Yes, I see them going with Jackson, Smith. I can't pronounce the
0: it's all good. Um, yeah. I'm going to stake on offense. I mean, this offseason has pretty much been all about helping Justin Fields, but I think they do it in the trenches, bringing in another Ohio State player, Paris Johnson Jr., come in and protect his blind side because Lord knows that man got hit a lot. The more protection they can get for him, the better. All right, last but certainly not least, the Philadelphia Eagles at the 10th overall pick. Where do you see them going?
1: I see them going to in Michael Mayer from Notre Dame.
0: Mm, That would be interesting, especially because Dallas Goddard had a good year. But, I mean, you can never have too many good tight ends, and the more weapons you get, the better. But for me, I'm going to go defense, and this is where I see cornerback Christian Gonzalez going. It was huge for them to be able to bring back um, both uh, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. However they're a bit up there in age and there's really no timetable as to how long they'll be able to play at a high level by bringing in christian gonzalez you are able to bring in somebody who can learn behind them but also is a really talented corner in his own right you could possibly put him in the slot if you want to move on from avante maddox and save some cap space but if not i mean he'd be a really good backup corner for either bradbury or slay but yeah that is our mini mocks like i said head over to the export.net to check out the full mock uh, at least my full mock and then we can go from there but all right let's go ahead and talk about players who are already in the league starting off with Aaron Rodgers who after months and months of anticipation he is officially a New York Jet what did it take for the Jets to get him I'll tell you what um the Jets send the 13th overall pick in exchange for the 15th overall pick so that kind of messed up my mock. A 2023 second round pick, a 42nd overall pick, and a six round pick for this year, as well as a conditional 2024 second round pick next year that could become a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of his snaps. In return, the Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers and a 2023 fifth round pick. So, just looking at the com the compensation, who do you think won?
1: The Jets. Sure. I mean, because you're getting Aaron Rodgers for was probably like one to two years. Now you also have to. You might end up having to trade Quentin Williams. So I think the I think the Jets want. I mean, yeah, I think the Jets want to trade. I'm
0: gonna say Packers mainly because, like you said, I don't, you don't know how much longer you're gonna pay play Aaron Rodgers, and then like I, the graphic I sent you, his cap is gonna be over a hundred million dollars next year. And sure, they can restructure it if they want to, but it's still going to be a pretty hefty price against the tag. Sure, they could trade Quentin and Williams, but that creates a big hole in their interior defensive line that you don't really want to deal with. And then you got other contracts coming up that you got to try to fill. So, in terms of the Packers, I think that we've known it was the Jordan Love era for a while now. But now they can really start working to put pieces around him and really try to make do whatever they can to help him be successful. My mock draft, I think for the all of them, I've had them take Dalton Kincaid, a tight end out of Utah, which would make a lot of sense. But maybe this would be the first year in a long time that they actually take a wideout in the first round just so they can try to shore up the weapons around him. But all right, so you mentioned that you feel like the Jets won this trade, and a lot of people feel that same way, mainly because of the expectations surrounding Aaron Rodgers. Yesterday, in his introductory press conference, he said, I'm an old guy, so I want to be a part of a team that can win it all. I believe this is a place where we can get that done. Do you think that with Aaron Rodgers in tow, the New York Jets should be viewed as a Super Bowl contender?
1: Uh, nah. I think they have, I think they can be viewed as a team that has a really, High chance to maybe make it, but not like they're a definitive, like number one, number two Super Bowl contender option. I think this deal goes to, especially in the AFC, I think number one is still always going to be the Chiefs. Number two is going to, for now, still be the Bills. Um, and then you got to have teams like the Eagles out of the NFC. And I don't really. the
0: Bengals?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. The Bengals. I keep forgetting about them because, you know,
0: that's fair, but still.
1: Yeah, but, uh, but no, the Bengals also, and then from the NFC side, the Eagles, is, you know, because I don't, I don't really see any other team in the NFC being better than the Eagles this season. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender.
0: Me either. Because, um, I mean, looking at the Jets last year, no doubt, if they had at least competent quarterback play, they would have been in the playoffs. I don't doubt that. But I don't think that they were a team that was like a piece or two away from the Super Bowl. It's a big jump to be a playoff team to a Super Bowl caliber team. And right now, I just do not see the Jets in that ballpark. Because let's be honest. Yes, uh, Aaron Rodgers has familiarity with Nathaniel Hackett. But aside from that, he has to still learn a brand new playbook. He has to learn all new people. He has to new learn new coaches, new teammates, a new offensive line. And... Let's be honest, we can say what we want about the Packers and then not giving him weapons, but at least I gave him a competent offensive line. As of right now, we don't know what the Jets' offensive line is going to look like. And even still, their receiving core, I like Alan Lazard. I think Garrett Wilson has a lot of potential. McCole Harmon was a fine signing, but I'm not looking at that receiving core and being like, man, that is lethal. I think they can be pretty good. It's an upgrade over what he had last year, but is it better than the years that he's had in the past with the Packers? Absolutely not. And everybody talks about how good the Jets' defense is, and rightfully so. Their defense is really good. But I just I just don't buy that Aaron Rodgers is going to pull a Tom Brady and in his first year with the new team. He's just going to go to the Super Bowl, especially because he doesn't have the same amount of talent that Brady had in Tampa that he has now in New York. But I think for sure they should be considered a possible playoff team. Now, you and I have talked about this a lot, but I asked this a little bit earlier when we were talking about how big of a cap hit he's going to have next year. If you are the Jets, let's say you don't win the Super Bowl or don't go to the Super Bowl. Do you want him to come back next year, considering how expensive his deal is going to be?
1: I think it's a situation where you have no choice but to bring him back because you, if you essentially gave him everything that you gave up for for one year with Aaron Rodgers and don't have run the possibility of running it back just to see if you can win a, a Super Bowl in the NG, then it's pointless.
0: For me, it kind of feels like everybody talks about what the Rams did and the F them picks. This feels like what the Rams did, but to the extreme. Because, sure, Matthew Stafford is no Aaron Rodgers, but they had enough superstars and star players around him to where they gave him enough weapons for him to succeed and thus lead to a Super Bowl. I think that it's frustrating because it's like with a cap hit that big, people, pieces are going to fall. Quentin Williams, I don't think he's going to end up coming back. Um, I don't really know their contract situation, but I know, for example, Bryce Huff and edge Rusher, who went to the University of Memphis, gang, gang, um, he has a contract coming up. I don't think you're going to be able to keep, like, Miko Harmon. I'd be surprised if he came back unless it was on a cheap deal. How are you going to pay your defensive players? Because I know C.J. Mosley's deal is coming to an end soon. Um, Carl Lawson is another player, edge Rusher, who has a hefty deal. So I just feel like it's a double edged sword because it's like, like you mentioned, like if you're giving all this up for Aaron Rodgers, you're hoping to get two years, but it would not shock me if this was just a one and done. And while it be, it would make the pack, I mean, our Packers suggests look bad. It also could be a blessing in disguise because they could save a whole lot of money. But alright, let's go ahead and turn things to the Packers side of things. Finally. After being drafted a few years ago and probably prompting one of the best quarterback runs we have seen, because once the Packers drafted Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers was on a tear. It's now finally Jordan Love's time. The former Utah State quarterback is now going to be the head guy in charge. However, Richard Sherman said he doesn't think that it's going to inspire much fear in anybody. He said, I guarantee you, every NFC North team is excited to see Jordan Love. I guarantee it. Green Bay Packers, nobody will fear you going forward. The sample size has been very small for Jordan Love, so I don't think it's totally fair to criticize whether or not he's going to suck or not. But what do you think it's going to take for Jordan Love to have success? Not asking him to be an Aaron Rodgers, but at least to be good enough to get the Packers through this season.
1: I think the first thing is the Packers are going to have to change their identity. Like You're not going to be throwing the ball 30 to 40 times a game with Jordan Love as you did with Aaron Rodgers. I think that they're going to have to lean heavily on their run game and use the dual backfield of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And I also think that their defense is going to have to round back out to form or what they were um, not this past season. But the year before, where they were one of the top units. Because I think like I agree, Jordan Love isn't gonna strike fear in anybody in the NFC. But what I what I think does what can strike fear is if you see that dynamic duo of a backfield partner, partnership with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, and you see the practice defense play up to par, then you kind of let and Jordan Love game manage and maybe make a play here or two that's needed to win the game, similar to, like, what the Cowboys did with a rookie, Dak Prescott. And that I think that's the recipe for the Green Bay Packers to win the games.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I mean, kind of contrary to what the, Pack- I mean, the Cowboys have, they had just Zeke. But like you mentioned, they have A.J. Dillon, who was a power back, and then Aaron Jones, who was very versatile. Like, so at least in the running back room, I feel good about what the Packers have. Receiver and tight end, not so much. Christian Watson came on late. He tied for the most uh, touchdown receptions of any rookie. Same could be said for Romeo Dobbs. He showed flashes before he got hurt. So I think it really just comes down to maybe they're not throwing the ball as much, but at least get him better weapons on the outside to make it easier for him when he does have to drop back and pass. Because it's one thing for Aaron Rodgers to play with inexperienced receivers. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's been in the league. 18 years, he can handle it. Jordan Love, in your first career starting, yes, you can be like, well, he can grow with these players. Nah, get this man some help. Get him some weapons on the outside, and I think that will be what it will help them out. So, right now, if we're looking at the A, I mean, NFC North teams, where would you put the Packers right now? Because I think it's pretty safe to say they look like the worst team in the division at this moment.
1: Um, I might put them a I might put them above the Vikings just because I don't know what the Vikings defense is going to look like. And the Vikings also lost Adam Thielen. They might also lose they Cook tonight during the draft or at some point this weekend during the draft. So we don't know what their defense is going to look like and we don't know what their offense is going to really look like outside of Kirk Cousins and Jay Jettles. So I might get a slight edge to them over the Vikings.
0: I'm in the opposite because – the Packers defense started off kind of rough and they cleaned it up as the season went on, but we have no clue what their offense is gonna look like. Whereas with the Vikings, I'll tell you this: I trust Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson over any other pair in that division. If not saying I think Kirk Cousins is great, but if you throwing the ball to Jay Jetta, something is gonna shape. And, they, yes, there is kind of the possibility of Dalvin Cook being out the door. But, I mean, if he is, a, you would, would assume that they're going to find some replacement for him in the draft. Or at least they already have Alexander Madison, who's pretty good. I don't think their receiving core is totally bare. I think they're going to add a wideout, out. But, as of right now, it's what? Jay is, KJ Osborne, who was pretty good. And um Jaden or Jalen Naylor, who – and then Jalen uh, Rager, who is horrible. But still, Jay Jettis, KJ Osborne, I would take that right now over what the Packers have. And yes, their defense is a major point of concern. But I'm going to give them a slight benefit of the doubt because I like to believe that Brian Flores is going to help get them in shape and get them where they need to be. But they got to give him the personnel to do it. All right, but let's go ahead and keep things in the NFC North. It was announced... Early, uh, actually, it was announced last Friday that former uh, first round pick for the new Detroit Lions, wide receiver Jamison Williams, is going to be suspended for six games for violating the NFL's gambling policy. While he did not bet on NFL games, he did place bets at an NFL team facility, which is against the rules. Personally, I think it's a stupid reason to get suspended, but whatever. I don't make the rules. But now looking at the Lions, we just talked about receivers for Green Bay and the Vikings. Should the Lions be in the wide receiver market? Because we know about Amara St. Brown, they brought back Marvin Jones. But with uh, Jamison Williams going for the first six games, and he was this was supposed to be a year that he was going to take over, do you think that the Lions should take a wide out early this year or try to trust their depth?
1: I think there's a chance that dealt because you can feel needs in other areas that are more important. Because again, he's suspended for six games, but you're going to get him back in six games and he's going to be healthy. I think you could look; they could look at o Again, you mentioned corner because they traded Jeff Okuda. They might be able to make some moves and look at other areas like linebacker because their linebackers are decent, but you might can make an improvement there. Um, I think it, I just don't think it's worth to going high for a position that you can st- you have depth in currently, but you're still going to get him back in six games.
0: Mm, I, for me, the Lions are an interesting team because while their defense has made really big strides this offseason, the offense really hasn't done much. They lost Jam, uh Jamal Williams, and they brought in Dave Montgomery, who on the whole is a better running back. But just in terms of what the Lions' offense does, I feel like losing Jamar Williams was a really big blow. And so, uh, for me, it just comes down to the run game. Is their running game going to remain strong? Is DeAndre Swift going to be able to stay healthy? Or can they at least get some valuable carries from David Montgomery? If they don't trust that running back duo, then, yeah, I think that they should bring in a wide receiver. Maybe not first round, but maybe second round. Um Because, again, Jared Goff had a pretty good year last year, but it was because the offense was balanced. It's because he didn't have to throw the ball 60 times a game. The offense was able to kind of run through the run game, particularly in the red zone. I don't think as of right now they have a receiver or a tight end, for that matter, who was a major red zone threat. And I think that bringing in one of those type of guys would be really beneficial this offseason. And then if you you bring in Williams, do you have somebody, a burner down the stretch, who can help you get those big plays, You have um, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's one of the best possession receivers in the NFC. And then, like I said, you get you a big body. I think that it would help the Lions out. Because, again, you can never have too many good wide receivers. So I think if they can find a suitable player second, third round, I think that would be a win for them. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to our game of believable or buffoonery. Let's take things back to the 2019 draft. Former general manager for the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Kime, uh, in an interview recently talked about what Nick Bosa said to Arizona if they drafted Kyler Murray over him. He said, I think you guys are probably going to take that little quarterback. And if you do, I will haunt you for the rest of your career. So... First overall, Kyler Murray goes, not a major shock. I believe Nick Bosa went third overall that year. But looking back at the production and play of both of those players, believable or buffoonery, the Cardinals made a mistake taking Kyler Murray over Nick Bosa. Uh,
1: It's hard because Nick Bosa's had injuries. I'm going to say... It's also hard because Kyler Murray hasn't lived up fully to his potential.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm going to say believable because I think Nick Bosa has still been a more productive player at his position than Kyler Murray has in his. I'm
0: going to say buffoonery because looking back at that quarterback class that year, it was not good. It was Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, It was not a good class for quarterbacks. And, I mean, if you're picking at the top of the draft, more times than not, it means you probably need a quarterback. And so while Nick Bosa is amazing, I mean, he didn't win defensive player of the year for nothing this past year, I just think that it's harder to find a franchise quarterback than it is finding a star edge rusher. And even though we can say what we want about Kyler Murray, when he's been good, he's looked like a top 12 quarterback in this league what's he gonna look like coming off this ACL tear I don't really know but I would at least say that it's it especially looking at that draft class it was much harder finding a quarterback than an edge rusher so I'll say buffoonery but he has made them think about that decision all right, moving on to your former Tennessee Titans. It seems like they may be move, making a move from quarterback as well. Reportedly, uh, Ryan Tannehill is available for trade entering the draft. He's on the final year of his deal and is going to have a $36 million cap hit this upcoming season. It seems like the team has been in a pseudo-rebuild anyway, so believable or buffoonery. Ryan Tannehill will be traded during the draft. I
1: think it's believable. I think you might get a thing. Um, then needs like a bridge quarterback. Um, may I'm trying to think of an example. Um, uh like,
0: whoever drafts Anthony Richardson, they could use a bridge quarterback.
1: Yeah, or whoever drafts Anthony Richardson, which if he's the Titans, then he's not getting traded. But I was thinking more like maybe like let's say a Tampa Bay. Let's say they take a Hendon Hooker, who isn't necessarily like a very high end. Top draft option, but he has some upside. Maybe you trade for Ryan Tannehill, you draft Hendon Hooker, you let Ryan Tannehill play this season out, as he and Hendon Hooker sits and learns behind him. Because Tannehill, he isn't a top tier option, but he's not one of the worst options that you can have going into a season. Um, and it'll be his last season on the contract, so I think he will be.
0: I think so too. It's just hard to gauge where exactly is he going to go. Because, like you mentioned, Tampa is a possibility, but they are currently in cap hell, which is why there was so much questions about them losing so many of their players. Um, maybe San Francisco, but, I mean, why add on all that money if you don't have to? Washington, maybe. um, off the top of my head, I can't really think nobody else. Maybe Indianapolis if you don't want to rush uh, Will Levis or whoever you draft into the starting lineup. So it's it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I could see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen in the first round, but I could see him being on the move. But that does present an interesting question. Let's say you're Arizona and teams are calling about trying to trade up. And a part of the Titans deal, or package, they include Ryan Tannehill. Would that be something you'd be interested in?
1: Um, maybe. Because maybe Ryan Tannehill can keep you afloat as Kyler Murray comes back from injury. And then, once Kyler Murray comes back, you can, if you're able to, you might be able to try dump him off. And trade him before the season ends. Or you can just ride it out and he can be a backup. And he can be a really serviceable backup to Kyler.
0: How I look at it is, I would I would be game for it if I was Arizona. But I'm not taking on that full contract. Like, Tennessee's going to have to eat that up. Especially considering we already playing Kyler Murray all this money. And not to say this is a throwaway year for the Cardinals. But I don't anticipate them being incredibly pe- Competitive, like if they win more than five games, I would be shocked, and I'm not paying 36 mil for five games, and that's just depending on when um Kyler Murray comes back. So if the if I could get Tennessee to eat some of that contract, I'd be game for it. But overall, no. Uh, a couple more questions before we move on. Around this week, it's been a lot of p- uh, players from the 2020 NFL Draft having their fifth year options picked up. For example. Um, Michael Parsons got his picked up, not a shocker. Joe Burrow's another one. Justin Herbert's another one. My main man, Jay Jettis, is another one. However, another high pick, however, did not get his picked up, and that is defensive end Chase Young. The Washington Commanders declined to pick up Chase Young's op- fifth-year option, which would have paid him over $17 million. Because of that, he is slated to be a free agent after this season. Um the former defensive rookie year that played very little this season after coming back from a serious knee injury. So around this time, when players aren't getting their fifth-year options picked up, it does create an interesting question of, do you go that one year and give it a shot, or do you think about trading them? Reportedly, it's looking like the commanders are looking to possibly trade him or Montez Sweat, another defensive end on the roster. So believable or buffoonery, Chase Young will be traded at some point of the draft.
1: I think this is more believable than Ryan Tanner here. I so, agree. I'm going
0: to say. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, because, again, Chase Young, when he was good, let's say this, his rookie year was great. But it's a question of what have you done for me lately. And over these past couple of years, he hasn't done anything. And – it's crazy to think, like, the, because the commander's front seven is still pretty good without him in tow. We, Because I remember everybody thinking, like, oh, Chase Young being there is really what helped turn them around. Nah, they just got some dogs up front. Jonathan Allen is really good. Deron Payne, who they just brought back. Montez Sweat has been good. They just have a really good defensive line that does not need Chase Young. So I could see him being traded. So continuing to play devil's advocate, who do you think does it?
1: Mm. Who do I think does it? Honestly, I don't know how that could work out, but I can see y'all doing it because y'all lost. Um, y'all lost. Clares Campbell.
0: I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't. I don't think we could do it unless they want to take a three. Cause I'm not giving up my one for Chase Young. Cause we don't have a two. I don't
1: think anybody's giving up a one period for Chase Young. You said what? I don't think anybody's giving up a one period for Chase Young. Oh,
0: absolutely not. No. No shot. Um, No disrespect to Chase Young, but again, the league is a what have you done for me lately league. And as of right now, he hasn't done anything. Um, I would say the Chicago Bears. Uh, you, I'm a strong believer that they're going to go offensive line with that ninth overall pick, but they have a lot more picks to work with now since trade doing that trade with Carolina and they really haven't done much at edge rusher this off season. So maybe you could slide, uh, Washington a two maybe a three or maybe a combination of the two and bring in Chase Young best case scenario he becomes your best edge rusher and he really helps to kind of show what he can do when healthy worst case scenario it doesn't work you move on you go on about your business but I think the Bears will make a lot of sense Alright, last question. We always hear about how first-round picks shouldn't be used on quarter, I mean on running backs, and that the pick should be used on players of higher value. Well, this could possibly be a year where two running backs are coming off the board. While it seems like there is a consensus that B. John Robinson, Texas is running back, is going to be a first-round pick. Running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama has also started to enter that conversation. Reportedly, he could possibly be a first-round pick depending on where B. John Robinson lands. So but Believable or buffoonery, we will have two running backs taken in the first round of the draft this year.
1: I'm going to call it buffoonery I'm, because the reason Peter Robinson is getting so much attention is because people have been telling him as the best running back prospect since Saquon. And since when Saquon's healthy, he's been amazing. And if you're saying this guy is a better prospect than Saquon, I think he's worth taking a chance as a number one pick. So I'm going to have to. And Gibbs, he hasn't been labeled as the best running back prospect in this draft, so I'm going to say buffoonery.
0: Yeah, I'm also calling buffoonery. And not only that for Bijan, but he's in the conversation like the top ten best players in this draft. Period. And we can say we want about positions and who should go where, but that's going to carry a lot of weight. And Jameer Gibbs is fine. Like I, I can respect an argument of him being the second best running back in this class. But I just don't see the as high of a level of potential with him as I do with B. John Robinson. So I'm going to call before you on that too. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to an NBA updates because, man, what a week of NBA action as it has been. As always, let's go ahead and start things out with our Mambas of the Week. There's nobody else I could say. Other than Jimmy Butler for Eastern Mamba. I won't accept any other argument than Jimmy Butler.
1: Absolutely. Like, if you say anybody else, something's
0: wrong with you. Yeah, it's Jimmy Jimmy Buckets. Like, he's he's been insane. Uh, Western Mamba, I don't think there's that strong of an argument across the board either. I could be biased, but I'll save my bias for later. I'm going to say Devin Booker. After a slow week one, I mean game one of the series against the Clippers, he really turned it on those last four. He was going crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, too.
0: All right, let's go ahead and talk our top three takeaways of the week. Ethan, you can start us off with your three.
1: Top three takeaways are, number three, um, the Golden State Warriors are showing that they're willing to – they're showing that they're a veteran team. Like, to be in a position of being in the playoffs and you're willing to bench Draymond on the guys has been a focal point of their team and a focal point of their winning success, that's a move that a veteran team makes and is willing to make, and it's paying. starting to pay dividends because now you have you only have one non-shooter on the court, and it's Kavon Looney, and now it's making you. It's making the Kings have to play defense and cover everyone, and it's just something that's hard to do. Um, so that's my number three.
0: Uh, my number three is, I know last week we kind of talked about the anonymous NBA poll where they had Trey Young listed as the most overrated player in the league, and I get it, but games like game five are why Trey Young is kind of seen with that star potential because, I mean, actually, the last two games, the games four and five, I mean, hitting that long three to win the game, game five, Powering his thing with 35 points and 15 assists in game four to keep them in it. Because, honestly, you and I both thought that, like, the series was over. We thought it was going to be a sweep. But look at it now. I mean, Trey Young, say what you want about him. But he can, when he really wants to, he can show up in the biggest moments. And that's what he's done. And if you're the Celtics, you don't want to let him mess around and get too hot and the mess around and eliminate y'all.
1: If I'm not mistaken, my number two. If I'm not mistaken, the next round is going to be Denver versus Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. That is going to be a bloodbath in the sense of like I think that's going to be the best series of the next round, and I think it's going seven games. And I think that is going to be the series where you see why the Suns made the trade for Kevin Durant
0: i feel that um my number two keeping things uh in the first round we know how great lebron and anthony davis are we've seen it a billion times if you need a reminder about how great lebron is just go back and watch game four it was insane but when the bench does not show up it is rough lebron shot what 29 percent from the field ad had a good game last night but Rui Hachimura was silent. Austin Reeves was not the same player. Dennis Schroeder was practically non-existent. We know about the great guys, and that's fair. You're supposed to. But the Lakers are one of those teams where it has to be the bench working in conjunction with the Stars. When that does not happen, they look like crap. Case in point, game five. Um,
1: it's funny that you went to game five because my, my top takeaway is it's always starting to see father time catch up to LeBron James in front of our eyes. We know that he's come back from that um, from the foot tendon injury. We know that he had a, a all world game four, but like you had a chance, and I know you can say like, "Hey, we're gonna take a break in game in game five. Go ahead and let them win it. Go back home and win that game six. But it's also the process of like, "Hey." You had a chance to put down a young team. A young team that's hungry, a young team that's kind of been pissed off because of some of the things that's been said about them from outsiders. Like you had the opportunity to do this. And you gave them life. And LeBron, you you were non existent. And that's not that's not normal from a from a LeBron and a playoff standpoint. Like playoff LeBron is typically he dominates every game that he's in. And there's been a couple games in these series where he's been kind of like just lackadaisical. So I think Father Time starting to catch up to him.
0: It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I, I don't know if I would say I think Father Time has caught up to LeBron just yet. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's the same LeBron as he was like five, six years ago. But he's still routinely the best player on the court for the Lakers. And AD, like I said, he has his moments, but consistently it's been LeBron. And you and I both said that can't be the case if the Lakers are really going to win. Like, they have to take the pressure off of him and get him some help. And in some games we've seen it, but case in point this past game, it didn't happen. Uh, Number one, and I'm saying this with my full chest, I don't ever want to hear any more Russell Westbrook slander. I get it. I, I am. I, you know, and anybody who has listened for a long time knows Russ has been my guy. I love Russell Westbrook since Kobe retired. Russell has been my favorite player in the league, but I will also and woman enough to say I didn't like when he went to the Lakers. I thought it was a terrible fit. You and I both did. And in the year and a half that it was happening, it was apparent it was a worse fit you put Russell Westbrook on a team that allows him to not only do the things that he does well, that actually believes in him, and also gives him the chance in the green light to do what he needs to do, you get this series against the Suns. Yes, they lost, but you can't put that on Russ. The Clippers lost. Russell Westbrook did not lose. Because this could have been the perfect time for Russell Westbrook to crack the bed, play like crap with KG, I mean not KG, Kawhi and PG out. Could have been a perfect time for him to be terrible. And instead, he carried them tremendously. Every single game. It was the Russell Westbrook show. And now all the NBA players, yeah, I don't know. You know, people not gonna respect Russell, till he retires, and I'm so sick of the slander. Y'all should y'all should have said that before this series. Don't don't act like y'all just now realize that Russ has been the man. So I don't want to hear from nobody ever. Ever again. I don't care if he misses every other shot in his career. I don't want to hear Russ is a future Hall of Famer. Put some respect on that man's name. That's it. Oh, also, he'd be crazy to leave the Clippers in free agency. Let's just let's get that out the way too, because he is a free agent this year. But all right, let's go ahead and get to the fun part. Let's go ahead and kind of take a look at the next round of the playoffs. Uh, starting off in that uh, Western Conference, you already kind of touched on it, but Suns versus the Nuggets. I got Suns in six. I agree with you that I think that uh, Kevin Durant is going to really showcase why he's there and why it was so big for him to get traded. But I don't know if it's going to go to seven.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say seven, but I really think it's going to be six.
0: No disrespect to the Nuggets. It's just, yeah, I'm going Suns. All right. Now, we don't exactly know who is going to be the other Western Conference matchup. As of right now, both the Warriors and Lakers are slated to play on, Saturday, on Friday. Um, and their winner go home games for the Kings and Grizzlies. Their games are taking place in Golden State in LA. So first, let's go ahead and wrap up, put a bow on these series, starting with the Kings and Warriors. I think their series ends Friday night. I think Warriors get them in six. Yeah, because
1: it's going to be in San Fran. I think the Warriors going to
0: turn up. Yeah, I agree. If it was in Sacramento, I think I would give the Kings a better chance, but the Warriors ball out at home. Alright, and so now, Grizzlies versus Lakers Friday night. I hate to say it because I think I'm kind of torn. I think the Lakers win the series now. I just don't know if they win it Friday or if the Grizzlies push it to 7.
1: I'm going to say this. The Lakers better win it Friday because if to get past the Memphis I think it's going to be it's going to be really interesting.
0: Oh am going to crazy say- at FedEx Forum.
1: I'm going to say game 7.
0: I hope, it, I hope they take it to seven, especially being down 3-1. If you lose, you lose, but at least the way you battle back, which I hope the Grizzlies do because you talk about, like, outsiders talking about the Grizzlies. Memphis media has been on the Grizzlies tough. Uh-huh. So I, I hope that they – I hope they pull it together. All right, so we both – so who are you saying? Lakers or Grizzlies winning that series? Grizzlies. <laughs> Bet. All right, so Warriors, you're saying Warriors and Grizzlies. Who wins that series and in how many games?
1: I think next series, I'm not going to lie, I think the Warriors win it in six. And it pains me to say that because I hate God on
0: the I know. And just imagine <coughs> how much stuff Draymond will going to be talking. um, And Clay because Clay likes to talk too. I'm going Warriors and Lakers, but I got Warriors in six too. Because, again, I just don't think the Lakers going to be able to hang offensively. It's, it's going to be rough. All right, moving on to the Eastern Conference. The New York Knicks, after beating the Cleveland Cavaliers in five. And the Miami Heat, after surprising everybody but themselves, beating the Bucks in five. That should be a pretty interesting series. I'm saying Knicks in seven, but in my heart of hearts. I want the Heat to win, but I'm going to say Knicks in seven.
1: I'm not going to lie. This is about to be probably the most physical series in the whole playoffs, but I'm going Heat in seven.
0: I hope you're right, because I would love for Jimmy Bowler to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know what happens after that, but Jimmy Bowler's been going crazy. All right, next up we have. Technically, the Celtics are still in their series with the Hawks. I think we can probably both agree that the Celtics are going to win that series.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay. And so they will be facing the Philadelphia 76ers. Celtics advance. I'm going to say Celtics in six. In big part because Joel Embiid is hurt. He's going to thug it out. He's going to play with a knee brace. But if he's not to his power you already know I don't trust James Harden and so I'm going yeah Celtics in 6
1: oh, I forgot Joel was hurt uh, <clears throat>
0: I'm
1: gonna go Celtics but I really want the 7 to 6
0: one. I get it I mean you know I don't want James Harden to have nothing but yeah I feel like if Joel was at 100% it would be a different story but as it stands right now, I'm a, I'm gonna stick with the Celtics. All right, let's go ahead and look at some roster news starting off with a hiring. Eme Adoka has been hired as the next coach of the Houston Rockets. Um we kind of both talked about how we thought that would potentially be a good fit when it was announced that Steven Silas was gone. So, how do you like this fit?
1: Oh, uh, to the Rockets. Mhm. I I love it actually. I think he I love it from the standpoint of he's a young enough guy. He showed that he has enough success where he can actually guy in respect in that locker room. I think the only interesting piece is like now that he's going to be back coaching, um, the minute he steps back on the court, all the talks is going to be about his situation with Boston and rightfully so, because again, bro, who cheats on you alone?
0: Yeah, like, come on, brother.
1: Like, like this, that's, that's asinine, bro. But, like, I think there's going to be a big thing. is like, because we know that the Rockets are so young, like, is that part of it going to be a distraction because of the media attention that's going to draw from what their coach did?
0: Yeah, that's true. I And I think that the Rockets are a good spot because nobody is putting all these heavy expectations on them. You know, I think that they're going to have a bit of grace in terms of getting themselves together, and because they have such a young roster, and who knows, maybe they'll bring back James Harden because that rumor has picked up a lot of steam over the past few months, which I don't get, but whatever. Um, so I I like the move a lot, um, because I think Ma is a good coach. Like, yes, he blew the biggest bag, but I think that he has a chance to be a really good fit for the Rockets, and I think he could be a younger Because he's a bit younger and can kind of relate more to the younger players, I think that they will kind of follow suit and go on to play really well for him. Do they need another star? Absolutely, if they really want to contend. But for at least right now helping to build up that program, I think that it's the right move. All right, let's go ahead and move on to a firing. Uh, It was announced that after the Raptors suffered their loss in their playing game against the uh, Miami Heat, that Nick Nurse was going to be fired. And Nick Nurse, I mean, has had a pretty solid career out in Toronto. For example, he won an NBA championship, was named coach of the year, and now he's on the outs. As of right now, the only head coaching availability is the Detroit Pistons. Do you think he ends up taking that job or waits till more job openings open up?
1: I think he should wait. I mean, I don't think the Detroit Pistons' job is bad, but I think he might be able to get something else a little bit um, more of a lucrative spot if he waits a little bit longer.
0: I agree. Do you? Are you buying into the hype that uh, Mike Budenholzer holds him get fired from Milwaukee?
1: <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised. Like if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. But if he stayed, I also wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, I think the first round exit looks bad. But I don't know if he's going to get fired. I would wait it out. Maybe if you don't want to be an assistant coach, that's totally fair. Take a year off or so and then kind of do like what Rick Carlisle did after he left um, Portland, end up in Indiana. Indiana. So I could see him doing something like that. All right, but it seems like things are about to get real shaken up in Toronto. What do I mean by that? Well, their general manager, uh, following uh, the announcement of the firing of Nick Nurse talked about the team's free agency plans and said outside of Scotty Barnes, everybody and everything is on the table. Your Grizzlies were real hot on OG and Anobi at the trade deadline. Do you think y'all gonna be able to make that move in the offseason? Or do you think, or do you at least think that they're gonna get into rebuild mode?
1: Give them everything that they want. If they want four first round picks, give them four first round picks. Please, like, make it happen, Grizzlies. Because I know this Dylan last year. I know he's not gonna be on the contract, but like, bro, we need somebody that can play wing de- perimeter defense and not and there's not a bonehead. So please make it happen.
0: I hope for the Grizzlies' sake they find a way to make it happen, especially after missing out on him and Michael Bridges. And you see what Michael Bridges did in Brooklyn. Um, so I hope the Grizzlies make some shake. But yeah, I think. I think it's going to be some moves made in Toronto. I could see Pascal Siakam being out the door. He said he wanted to stay, but I feel like they could get quite a bit for Pascal. Same. I don't know if they could get as much for Fred Van Vliet, but I could still also see him being on the way out and the team getting a valuable point guard. Hell, at this rate, I would take Fred Van Vliet over D'Angelo Russell. Based off what I've seen from D'Lo in the playoffs and how inconsistent that brother has been, between the two... Go ahead and slide me, Fred Bambley. Um, I'm trying to think. Anybody else? Because they already said they're not gonna move Scotty. And yeah, I don't think Gary Trent is gonna yield too many trade picks. up so, but we'll see how it shakes. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to some injury news, starting off with the Miami Heat, and very unfortunate news. Guard Victor Oladipo has suffered a left patellar tendon tear. Um and While you and I both talked about that this could possibly be the end of his career. Reportedly, Oladipo will not be retiring and intends to continue his NBA career after this season. I believe he's under contract with Miami this upcoming season. Emphasis on the believe. But realistically, do you think because of his extensive injury and yet another serious injury that he suffered that's probably going to keep him out this season, that another NBA team is going to give him a chance?
1: Talking about... Uh, Oladipo. I think I think Depot should retire, man. Like, and it, like, it's just bad because it's like every time he'll get a devastating injury, he comes back, he shows you signs of like, oh, he, he's not going to be the Indiana Pacers Depot. But he could be a productive player and then you look up and like, something happens and I think like, that could be draining mentally. I think it might just be the time for him to just say, like, hey, I'm calling me. I'm going – I'm I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to ride off in the sunset and call it quits."
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Especially because I I don't think another NBA team is going to do it. Maybe, like, give him the option to, like, join the G League. But if you're Victor Oladipo, I mean, you're 30 or almost at 30. Like, you don't want to go through all this all over again. Like – and just the recovery process is going to be a pain in the butt anyway. So, and it's not like he ain't making no money. I think next year he's going to make like eight, nine mil if he, if the uh, Miami, he keep him on the roster. So if I was him, I think I'd retire too. just try to get healthy, focus on other endeavors. Cause I mean, he's a smart dude. I would just go ahead and look at other things. Cause I don't think, like you mentioned, I don't think he's going to be the Victor Oladipo that we've known And he hasn't been, he already hasn't been that guy for a long time. And I don't think that's magically going to change this time around. Keeping things in unfortunate injury news, it has been reported that Kawhi Leonard's knee injury was worse than many people thought. Originally, they thought it was some swelling. Turns out he had torn his meniscus in his right knee, which is the same knee in which he tore his ACL in. Stephen A. has already been pretty candid about his thoughts about Kawhi Leonard and his injuries. And most recently following this news, he said Steve Ballmer, aka the owner of the Clippers, and the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers should force Kawhi Leonard to retire. So let's go ahead and start off with this point because I don't think they can necessarily force him to retire. But do you think we have seen the last of the Kawhi Leonard as we've known him in terms of him being that uber-productive player? Um,
1: I think we're going to see just something similar to what we've seen before. Of like, he's going to see him playing. Not many regular season games, but then you're going to see him come back in the playoffs fully rested and fully refreshed, and you're going to see him make an impact. Maybe not to the full extent of what he's made in the past, but I still think he can be an impact player. Um, Yeah, so that's what I say. I
0: don't... <laughs> I'll say this, I'm not expecting Kawhi to come out. Like, the first two games of the playoffs, you and I both mentioned it, like, it reminded us just how bad of a man Kawhi Leonard was when he actually played. And now with this latest injury and no telling the actual timetable on it, I just don't think we're going to see that player again. I think he can be serviceable. But I think the days of Kawhi Leonard being the guy on an NBA team, I think those days are over. Which sucks because, again, he's incredibly talented when he does play. It's just getting him to play has been very, very hard. All right, continuing on with uh, Stephen A's comments about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, What really kind of sparked it off was following Kawhi missing game three against Phoenix. He said Kawhi should be on the list of one of the worst superstars this game has seen. Um, In full quote, he added Kawhi Leonard uh, should be on the list of the worst superstars this game has ever seen. When we talk about a superstar that's unreliable, point me out somebody that's more flagrant than him. It feels like an oxymoron to say worst superstar, but it does create an interesting conversation. Is he the quote-unquote worst superstar that the league has ever seen, in your opinion?
1: No. I mean, he won a championship.
0: Multiple championships.
1: Yeah, he's won multiple championships, and he's been a productive player. I would say, like, it's just a hard reality that he's been an off-time – often injured player but i don't think he's the worst superstar
0: i don't think so either if he would have said the most unreliable superstar i think that argument would have more merit to it but just the worst absolutely not like i'm trying to think of one personally i would put paul pierce up there because i hate paul pierce as a player no bump that james harden james harden would be my worst superstar Cause at least you just get nothing out of him. Like regular season, he puts up crazy numbers. He's an MVP, flashy, all that jazz. But when it matters the most, he doesn't show up. So if I had to pick a quote unquote worst superstar, it'd probably be James Harden. Who would you say? Cause now it's it's kind of got me on a rabbit hole now.
1: Uh, that's tough. Uh, worst superstar. Uh. I really can't think of one in my opinion because th- in my mind, if you're a superstar, there's no such thing as the worst because you're the best.
0: Yeah, it sounds – it's like I said, it's an oxymoron. The reason I went James Harden mainly is because if we're talking about players who everybody knows that they're talented, everybody knows that they have been the best – were or at least for a time were the best players on their team for a significant amount of time, like – I guess in my mind, if I'm I'm taking away worst and like ranking the superstars, I guess, and I would put James Harden on the lower tier of that list, or at least he would be significantly lower than a player like Kawhi, because Kawhi has at least proved, get on my back and I'll carry you to a championship. So I don't think it's fair to classify him as quote unquote the worst. If that makes sense. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to our game of believable. Or buffoonery. Um, I just mentioned James Harden. It seems like there's a lot of pressure surrounding him and Doc Rivers ahead of this upcoming playoff series against what we expect to be the Boston Celtics. Uh so shams reported um, that I think if they don't get to the Eastern conference finals this year, Philadelphia is going to be on watch more specifically the futures of James Harden and doc rivers. So believable or buffoonery. If the 76ers do not make it to the Eastern conference finals, doc rivers and James Harden are gone. Yeah. I think, I think,
1: yeah, I think James Harden's gone. Cause I mean, from the sounds of it, he just doesn't like winning, which is weird. And I think Doc is very similar. Like, he's a good coach, but he, he hasn't gotten over their hump except for one year. And I think you could potentially find somebody that could get over their hump.
0: Yeah, I'm in agreeing with you, especially because, I mean, the 76ers are one of those teams that has been talented for years. It is insane that their peak has been the Eastern Conference Finals. And especially with, you get a player like Joel Embiid who's been playing at an MVP level for years. Like, it's kind of wild. And I don't know if I'd say that James Harden doesn't like winning, but I think James, y'all, I don't know what it is with James Harden. Maybe he just liked playing in Houston. Maybe it's the strip clubs. Like, I know a lot of people say that as a joke, but he was the man in Houston for a long time, especially because all the other sports teams weren't good. So maybe he wants to go back to that. Or at least that's how I look at it with regards to the Houston rumors. And then with Doc Rivers, I mean, you and I talk about it all the time with the Celtics, 2018. I've never seen an NBA team ride a championship more than them. And Doc Rivers is a part of that. That brother is still getting checks from a championship he won 15 years ago. I see here, nor there. Uh, keeping things on to teams with championship aspirations, the Memphis Grizzlies fit that category. However... It has not exactly been the last few weeks that they would have been hoping for. More specifically for Dylan Brooks. As we all know, last week he poked the bear in LeBron James, calling him old. In a sense, he's saying he don't respect nobody that put 40 on him. Well, in the words of Shaq, he had 20 points and 20 boards. That's 40. Um, So since then, people have kind of been wondering how Dylan Brooks was going to respond, and he has not done so. Um, And then with his ejection in game three, he kind of talked about the perception of him and said, the media making me a villain, the fans making me a villain, but then that just creates a whole different persona on me. So now you think that I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts. I'm just playing basketball. I do side with Dylan Brooks. I don't think that he purposely did hit LeBron. But I'm calling mad buffoonery on the fact that the quote-unquote media made you into the villain as if you didn't open your mouth and say everything that people are laughing at you for saying. So I'm calling buffoonery on that.
1: Yeah, you did it to yourself. I'm not going to go into detail about it. But, bro, you opened your mouth, and these are the repercussions.
0: Yeah, like, what did did you expect to happen? Like, the only way nobody would have clowned you for what you said. Like, it's not even about the ejection, but the way that y'all have been losing and then you've been playing like crap nah come on db but continuing on with the dylan brooks discussion with all the drama that's been surrounding him and the team it's been reported or at least reminded that everybody that the grizzlies have tried to get rid of him in the past um miss mcmahon of espn said they've tried to move on from dylan brooks already i don't know if dylan brooks is on the team after the series he is slated to be an unrestricted free agent this upcoming uh, p- off season. So believable, or buffoonery, Dylan Brooks' time with the Grizzlies is coming to an end.
1: He's out of there. Yeah, yeah bro. There's it's no point because it's like, especially when you talk about the Toronto Raptors being willing to you know, like shop OG. Like you can get somebody that does the same things that Dylan does. Is a better offensive player. Might not, and honestly, probably, might be a better defender. And um, and you don't got to deal with any you know, of his boneheaded, like, comments. Yeah, it's over.
0: And again, just because, you know, I love to play devil's advocate. Who do you think would actually bring him in? I, I mean, feel like he would get signed. I'm just trying to pick my brain as to who would do it.
1: A team would uh, sign. T- I think multiple teams will sign Dylan Brooks. The thing of it is, is he'll get signed, and he won't like he won't get nearly as much of the um like playing time that he's got in Memphis, no. like the starter in Memphis. But in actuality, he's not a starter in the NBA.
0: I agree. I think it's weird, like because of his attitude, I could see him working with the Heat. But then it's like, Pat Riley's not going to keep dealing with his BS. And so that's what makes that one kind of a hard sell. I'm trying to think of another team that I could see, like, really doing it. Or at least let me say this, giving him, like, a multi-year commitment as opposed to, like, a one-year or two-year deal. And as of right now, I don't really got nobody. But, yeah, I think I'm going to with you. I think, it's, I think it's a wrap. Thank you for your time in Memphis. You were very entertaining as a – I'll say this, you were more entertaining as a figurehead than as an actual basketball player. Take that as you will. All right, last but certainly not least, uh, Kyrie Irvin was looking back on his time with the Brooklyn Nets and reflected on the injury he suffered in the series against the Milwaukee Bucks and made a pretty bold claim. He said, one of the most disappointing and painful moments of my career signed that injury. If I don't get hurt that series, every single one of us that Brooklyn team slash bandwagon will be champions. No effing doubt about it. That's taking things back to 2021. Um, this was the injury when he hurt his ankle after landing on Giannis's foot. And as we all know, that's the year that Giannis and the Bucks won their first championship in over 50 years. So believable or buffoonery? Kyrie Irving healthy, the Nets would have been champions in 2021. I say believable.
1: I say believable, because wasn't that the year that Brooklyn yep. um went the out and KD foot?
0: Yep, if his foot was just a little bit smaller, they would have advanced. So oh,
1: yeah, I, I say believable.
0: Yeah, I would too. And then no disrespect to the Suns, props to them that year, but nah, they weren't going to stop. They weren't going to stop the debts. I say believable as well. Now, when is the next time Kyrie's going to get a ring? Who knows? But hey, he, he was right on that one. They, they weren't that far off. All right, tonight's game, we are back in Atlanta for the Celtics versus Hawks game six. I got Celtics.
1: Yeah, I got Celtics
0: too. All right, bet. Let's go ahead and move on to the WWE draft. All right, continuing on. With the theme of drafts, we are doing our WWE draft, and you know when it comes to talking WWE, there's only one person I want to talk to, and that is my embryo, my embryo bro, my embryo, Chris Waters. How you doing, embryo? Call me a
2: hoe.
0: What's going on? I've been calling you embryo <laughs> every time you come on here. Why are you acting like this is new? No,
2: nah, this is new to me.
0: Oh, you just don't well, I forgot you don't. Respect or care about women, so I'm not surprised you're oh, not listening wow, to. Wow! Oh, wow! Whoa! Whoa! whoa. They're, they're off real fast. Jeez. I say this to you I've all the time. I literally just said that to you this weekend. I love
2: women yeah,
0: okay. a little too much. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, are you ready for the draft? Alleg-
2: what you trying to say? 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 This early? What
0: you trying to say? Something you want to get off your chest? Nah, it's too early to get put canceled. <laughs> Get, let's get into the draft first and then we can get canceled. I don't want to get canceled in the intro.
2: You already started. It. It's almost too late.
0: But let's go. I, I disagree. But, yeah, like I said, we are going to do a WWE draft because in real life this Friday, the 2023 WWE draft is going to take place on SmackDown and then continue on to next um, Monday for Raw. So, As we like to do, we're going to do a draft of our own. I will be Manning Raw because, you know, been a Raw fan forever. And then Embryo has SmackDown. Here's a few more guidelines. Each brand is going to make 20 picks. It doesn't matter. Like, there's no set number of men or women that you can pick. Just whatever your heart desires. Uh, Champions are off limits. For example... Because I'm raw, I get to keep Bianca Belair and Austin Theory, while Embryo, he gets Rhea Ripley and Gunther. Um, NXT also keeps their champions, such as Carmelo Hayes, Indy Hartwell, Wes Lee, Gallus, and Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Everybody else on the NXT roster is free game. And then the unified champs like Roman, Sami and KO, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez, they're on both shows so they also do not count and then last but not least tag teams can be drafted together or separate so for example if you only wanted uh if you only wanted ricochet and not braun strowman you could just say i only want ricochet or you could be like i want ricochet and braun strowman okay so it's low-key kind of like an extra pick but they have to say a tag team you get what i'm saying I got
2: you, I got
0: you. Par like a rock and a star. And so, well, Embryo, since you are the guest, you get the first overall pick. By the way, I am writing these picks down so to make sure that we keep it in order. So, with the first overall pick oh, in the 2020, cool. 20, shut, you messed me up, in the 2023 <laughs> WWE Draft, SmackDown selects who?
2: Just want to say, great job. I could not find any paper in my house. I felt really just very disappointed. I'm but a journalist. I got to have
0: paper all the time. I'm always, I'm always writing stuff down.
2: I went to school for journalism for a while uh so so, my first pick we're gonna bring in the almighty to smackdown
0: bobby lashley thank you so much for taking bobby lashley because you kind of scared me there bud
2: what (laughs) do you mean i scared you
0: because i thought you were going to take my first overall pick which is the usos
2: oh come on (laughs) That
0: was literally my second pick. Yes, wow. yeah, yeah. Gonna take big, already big All right. You hey, look, you could have picked him. You could have had anybody,
2: but you up? Your turn. All right, so you are just gonna break up the bloodline? I see. Okay. Who said that? Make it pick. Well, I guess take Roman. Can, Roman can be everywhere. Yeah, Roman. Roman's, Roman's
0: a unified them. champ, so he doesn't count.
2: Oh, I forget. Mm. well you can mess up a storyline wow just imagine actually
0: taking Bobby over Roman if Roman was actually available I would never I would never do like that tribal chief
2: no no if if Roman was available I would have kept Roman I would have took Roman first I just would have been afraid you was going to take Bobby Lashley
0: nah not first
2: but I guess as you did that for my second pick I'm gonna or what you going to say you just want me to go yeah you up I'm going to pick Solo Sokoa for my second pick.
0: There you go, breaking up families and stuff.
2: Hey, hey, look, look. You messed me up with the Usos. keep Solo on SmackDown so then he can start doing stuff by himself.
0: I mean, I guess. All right, um, right, I'm going to do a bit of a reach because I don't think you were, you were thinking about this person, but I just want to make sure I get him, and that's Montez Ford because we're going to make him a world champion on Raw.
2: And we gotta keep him and it. Bianca together. Yep, I, I already thought past that. I already know. So that was your second pick. Yeah, my, was my second forward. pick. You're up. All right. So for my third pick, I'm choosing, choose choosing. What is choosing? I, I am choosing the Judgment Day.
0: Okay, that's so unfortunate because I probably <laughs> I probably should have took into account factions because you know I wanted prison dom. <laughs> you know I wanted. <laughs>
2: You know he got to stay with Rhea and Rhea technically. smack mommy. All right,
0: that's cool or whatever. I'll just took two people yeah. off my board. Cool. I did. It's fine. Yes, ma'am. Let's find. <laughs> let's get some women up in here. And obviously, I'm taking the Queen Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: Ruin this stuff for me. Okay. How?
0: You don't even like women. <laughs> I have women on my list. Mm-hmm, sure. Well, you don't have this one. That's facts.
2: I got an eraser now. I knew you was going to do it, too. You you knew. Okay. You knew. I don't know. I I, I also have people on my list I want to see kind of shine, you know, a little bit. Maybe be for Guter, you know. For the fourth overall pick, we're going to get my guy back on the main roster because he's very talented. We're going to get Apollo Crews from NXT. Wow.
0: Okay. Which Apollo are we getting? He's had, like, ten different variations, so you got to, like...
2: Yeah. Um... Let's say the one from NXT. You know, I want to see him go against Guta or something like that. You know, some, somebody that can put on a good match.
0: Okay. A little high-flying. Okay, do it for the brothers.
2: Yep. No, we, we need it because Roman's not always there. So, we need to have actually good matches.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Speaking of good matches, there are many. I'm looking at my list, and I'm trying to figure out who I want to go. Uh, there's a lot of people I could go with, but you kind of talked about being an NXT star. Johnny Gargano is one of those guys where you think NXT, you basically think him. I know he's hurt right now, but man, he could put on a great match, so I'm going Johnny.
2: Oh, you take her for me. It's okay. I survived. Alright, so you took Charlotte from me. You took yeah. Johnny Gargano for me.
0: You don't even like Johnny Gargano like that.
2: Oh, see, but I had something planned. I told you I, I got stuff planned in my head. But, that's fine. For my fifth overall pick, I'm taking Angelo Dawkins. Okay, that's cool.
0: Okay, you got And that. I thought
2: about it. I was like, I can't take Montez because they want to keep married couples together. I'm like, and okay, not only, only that, that, but I
0: already it. took Montez. So. <laughs> I know, but I'm just
2: saying that's why I went straight to Angelo
0: mm. Dawkins. Okay, he going to be a star. All right, you know what? I feel like this is a woman who you're going to try to get <laughs> later. So I just want to go ahead and knock it out. Uh, Asuka, you are coming to Raw. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I- I'm so
2: tired of you. i so <laughs> tired of you. <laughs> 'Cause I definitely had Oscar on my list.
0: I gotta look, I gotta I gotta be proactive. So right now, my women's division is Charlotte, Oscar, and Bianca Belair. Right now it's it's pretty dope. You have no one besides Rhea. And Rhea's amazing, but unless you're gonna have finally do her versus solo, that'd be dope.
2: <sighs> you're gonna make me go ahead and pick somebody real quick because I was going down a list, but I don't think you have a list. I had a list.
0: I do but have okay. a list. I have a big board. I have the women I want, and I have men that I want. Mm. Oh, I got a list. Don't worry.
2: For my what is the six six overall pick? Yep. I'm gonna choose Alexa Bliss
0: for oh, SmackDown. not on my list? That's cool. All right.
2: You do not like Alexa Bliss.
0: Not really. I just if it makes you feel better, I like her more than Rhea Ripley. I mean not Rhea Ripley. Oh, my gosh. Ronda Rousey. Oh, no. No, no Rhea. A, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. No. No. no oh, I meant no, Ronda. I meant oh, Ronda. Oh, it's the it's no, the double no, no, R's. No, no, it's the no, double no. You R's.
2: Said you, said. No, you said what you said. No, you I. Christmas but I didn't
0: mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
2: nah, mean it. you said what you said. Oh, yeah. That's on tape. Yeah. Oh, it's over
0: now. Oh. No. Mommy. It's not like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It's oh, like sorry. that. I it's the double it's like R's. That. The double nah, R's no, trip me up no, all the time. Nope, no, that's on tape.
2: We got that. We got that on tape. That's on film. Nah.
0: The Lord knows my heart. He knew what I meant.
2: Nah, but I, but I do not. So no. Nah, uh, okay. Don't, don't,
0: well, you know, you know, you know what I meant. You just nah, acting brand nah, new. Nah, nah, I, I, I didn't
2: know what you meant. Okay, nah, I
0: didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, moving on. I'm so sorry, Leo. I love you. You're amazing. Um. Okay, moving on from my mistake. I'm taking Bray Wyatt. Oh my gosh! We're gonna we're gonna make Bray Wyatt. I know he's hurt right now, but we're gonna we're gonna get him back, and he's gonna be cool. We're we're gonna make something shake.
2: Wow, you really messed me up with that
0: one. I don't know how. Could have took him. I didn't make it to him yet. <laughs> I'm not going in order. This is strategy. You gotta.
2: See, now know, you got a strategy going on right now that I, I kind of like. But it's fine. It's fine. I'll be okay. I oh, know. For my seventh overall pick, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep Braun Strowman Ew. on
0: SmackDown. See, you've so far taken, like, four straight people who I was not thinking about. So, this is fine. You're helping me out.
2: <laughs> yeah, you messed me up a little bit. But it's fine. I still got a good little roster
0: going on. All right, with my seventh overall pick, I'm going Randy Orton. I know he's hurt right now, but once he comes back, we gotta have Randy, and more specifically, yeah, more specifically, we gotta have Heal Randy.
2: I feel you. I feel you. Even though I like Happy Randy with RK, bro, hang on a sec. us chat. Thank you. Okay, that's a good pick. Good pick. Uh, for what's this? The eighth overall pick right here. Eighth? Yep. What's the, uh, eighth overall pick. We're gonna keep Drew McIntyre on SmackDown.
0: That's that's a really good pick. Really good pick. You got some power. You got some. You got some big meeting men over there. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I gotta go ahead.
0: If you're going strength, I'm going finesse. I'm taking Seth Rollins.
2: Okay, I didn't have him on my list. I
0: I well, okay. honestly forgot all about him until I was like, oh, he's a he's very good. Why is he not here?
2: Yeah. All right, I'm going to help you out again because, you know, I still got to get my women's division up to par mm-hmm. for my ninth overall pick. I hope you don't take this guy later. I'm skipping him right now. I'm going to go ahead and get Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Her, her versus real would be entertaining.
0: No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. No, because Ronda's not good.
2: <laughs> she's no. a good wrestler. You just don't like the stuff she says, but she's a good no, okay She's wrestler.
0: not. She's not a good wrestler. You know, she's not. Yeah,
2: she, so she's never had a good match. Never.
0: Not lately. Her best think, match was against Sasha, and that was what last year, year before last.
2: Her was Charlotte. Charlotte was pretty good.
0: The one where and, Charlotte um, won the championship.
2: No, no, uh, no. The one uh, for Survivor Series because uh, Becky got injured, so it was Girl, Charlotte, I,
0: uh, sweetie. Her. That was like three years ago. <laughs>
2: that was... I just said it was a good match. I just said it was a good match.
0: I. I said her last good match was against Sasha at Royal Rumble, and that was, like, two years ago. Oh, yeah, ago. yeah.
2: She, she ain't, ain't had no good matches. Mm. Since. It's like she's mm. not happy as something. Well. Mm. It's
0: crazy. Like, I'm crazy. All right. Uh, with my ninth overall pick, I'm going to get somebody who can actually wrestle. But we're going to go back to the OG days. Screw all this butch stuff. Give me Pete Dunne. Okay.
2: I like that. I like that. Okay, that's 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 good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have them on my list. That's a that's a great pick. Um, for my tenth overall pick, I am taking EO Sky and putting her on SmackDown.
0: I hate you. <laughs> you
2: didn't think I was gonna get her?
0: I. It's I, not that I didn't think you were gonna get her, but I was hoping that you wouldn't do it right now. <laughs> you know what? Well, I, I got you, you. Got
2: your women's division looking good on Rod. Like, yeah, I, do, I need to go ahead and grab my women now. You know what? You're gonna,
0: you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I do. And it's going to get better because you know who I'm finna get? Go ahead. Naomi. And technically, I can do it because she's listed on the current roster on WWE's website. Boom. Okay. You
2: okay? I'll let you get away with
0: that. She's going to come back. Her in the Usos It's going to be great.
2: Okay. For my 11th overall pick. Wait, wait, wait. Before you make your
0: 11th pick, let's just let's take a... Trip down memory lane. Here's who we have so far through the first half of the draft, right? Okay, so far, SmackDown has Bobby Lashley, Solo Sokoa, The Judgment Day, Apollo Cruz, Angelo Dawkins, Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Ronda Rousey, and EO Sky. I have The Usos, Montez Ford, Charlotte, Johnny Gargano, Oscar, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Pete Dunn, and Naomi. Nice. Now you can make your 11th pick.
2: All right, so for my eleventh pick, hmm, you know what? I was gonna take Bailey, but no, I'm gonna take Dakota Kai and put on smackdown.
0: Okay, cool. I was hoping you didn't pick who I was about to pick. Cool, cool, cool. Dakota Kai was on my list as well, but it's all good. Um, I was gonna take Bailey
2: because Bailey really needs to get away from Raw right now. She's done everything she could on Raw, but you know, if, I, I take Dakota Kai.
0: If it makes you feel any better, I wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna pick her, so you can get her later on if you want. Alright all right. my 11th pick I'm taking L.A. Knight See I, I, was to, I was about to pick him. I was gonna Oh go thank ahead and you give, so much for not You've
2: been, you been Taking all the women I'm like you ain't about to ruin My women's division it's just like come on But L.A. Knight Oh that's a great pick Raven. Right? but I, he was next He was definitely next.
0: I'm so happy that you didn't get him You
2: forced my hand you I didn't did <laughs> You've been taking all the women
0: That's the point cause then I can have Kind of my free reign with men Because, you know, I believe women are worth high picks. You didn't pick your first woman to six. I picked Charlotte at third. So, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good point. Women
0: supporting women.
2: Hey, look, I respect it. So, uh, which pick is this? Uh, 12. My 12th overall pick. You know what? For my 12th overall pick, I'm going to shake things up. I wasn't going to do it at first. Give me Cody Rhodes.
0: Okay. I will be taking Shinsuke Nakamura.
2: That's a great pick. That's a great pick.
0: Yeah, we're going to give him some good TV time over here.
2: (laughs) Okay. For my 13th overall pick, let's make sure I keep my boy Seamus on SmackDown.
0: Okay. Oh, you got all the big sweaty men. Big E would be proud. Um, With my <laughs> next pick, I'm going to Miz. Y'all, you can't go wrong with the good heel.
2: You can't go wrong with it. All right. uh, This is the 14 pick, right?
0: Yep.
2: All right. For my 14 overall, I'm taking Tommaso Ciampa.
0: I hate you. <laughs>
2: Cause I was, I I was, was gonna really, get him and on. Yeah, I, like I was, was gonna to
0: put, put DIY together, but it's all good. Yeah, you ruined You ruined me. I'm gonna
2: ruin you. I mean, I'm I wouldn't say you
0: ruined me, but you definitely inconvenienced me. Um, cause you know, I'll admit, I'm not like the biggest tag team wrestling fan. Like, it's very specific teams I like, and I don't want to be the Usos versus Sammy and KO all the time. So I got to get creative. Um, I feel it. I you know what? I'm gonna go with somebody else I love. I'm going Santos Escobar.
2: Nice, nice. And right now, what we're about to be on the fifteen overall pick? Yes, sir. For my fifteen overall, I'm gonna grab somebody from NXT. Give me Corey Jade. Okay. Corey Jade. That's Corey Jade. I don't wanna mess up her guy. Corey.
0: Name. Yes, it's Corey Jade.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna get some new gonna get some new talent up here. Okay.
0: Build up that women's division that's looking You you
2: haven't even grabbed anybody off of NXT I noticed that
0: Yeah because honestly the main person I'd want I can't get
2: I thought she was going to take Braun Breaker
0: You know what I'm going to I'm going to keep on the theme Of showing loves to Latinos Give me Zelina Vega Oh
2: Yeah Yep that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my 16th overall pick, give me Rick Grimes. Not Rick Grimes. Rick, Rick what's Pooks. the name? Uh, or no, Cameron Grimes. Grimes no. Cameron
0: Grimes. Thank Ooh, you. Chile. Thank you. All right. I want to
2: put him with LA Knight, but you took LA Knight. Well, gotta be quick.
0: That's well, fine.
2: LA. Let's still get him up here. Let's get him up here on Smack. All right. With
0: uh, well, my <laughs> next pick. I'm gonna take Mustafali. Nice. Yeah. I don't. This whole positivity gimmick is kind of lame. We gonna We're gonna get rid of that. But we're we gonna get them. We gonna get em right.
2: Okay. And uh, this is gonna be. I'm trying to make sure I can count. Seventeenth overall, right? Yes, sir. We
0: have four more picks.
2: All right. For my seventeenth pick, I am gonna mess up his first name, so I'm just gonna say his last name. I'm taking Dragon off.
0: Off
2: I, of NXT I and hate get, you. get him back up here with uh, get him him and, and Gutha again. I, I know
0: it hate is. you. <laughs> oh, you was gonna get him? Yes, yes I was. But it's oh, you're quicker than that. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. Now that that is you getting me. that, that <laughs> is that is you getting me. Ilya Dijakov, Ilya Dragonov, okay. okay. All right. Um. Let's see. I uh, know I'm 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 in a crossroads here, cause one of the people on my list, it it it, it don't hit as hard as it could, cause you took somebody else. Uh, nah, 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 nah. All right, I will be. Taking. It's so hard because I'm so indecisive. All right, go ahead and slide me Zion Quinn. He's on NXT. I like him. He wasn't gonna be okay. my first uh, NXT guy, but we, we can make it work.
2: Okay, okay, I like that. All right, for my 18 eighteen,
0: eighteen overall pick. Yes, sir. We got three more. Give me MVP. Okay.
2: Get him and Bobby back together.
0: All right, for my pick, you know what? Give me Biggie. Okay. I will, I'll take a flyer on him. Hopefully, he can be back soon. But at the very least, we we gonna bring him to RAW
2: i can't remember the new the new day on smackdown i forget the new day yeah all right for my 19th pick i'm taking
0: uh mitchin
2: mitchin mitchin
0: mitchin you know she will always be mia yim to me and more specifically she will always be coming into the ring with some Tim's. that's when i knew i loved her (laughs) i was like i like you you're cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was, oh she was cool to take us with the tin balls ah oh, I loved her in NXT um that's fair uh since we're sticking with women who I really like in NXT we're gonna go Candice LeRae over here okay alright this is this is it this is the last shebang okay. I'm trying to think who I want I could go with him
2: I could go with my boy Dolph but I just leave him on smooth raw yeah that's if I pick them. I said I'm going to them on Raw.
0: If I pick them. Because like I said, these are completely clean slates. Oh,
2: yeah. Mm. <sighs> I'll let you keep Brock Lesnar.
0: Uh, Who said I wanted Brock Lesnar? I
2: said I'm just going to let you keep him. That's all I said. Uh, can't
0: keep him if I don't have him.
2: Hey, Brock, Brock is pretty dope,
0: though. Oh no, uh, Brock is cool. It's just... There's no guarantee I take them.
2: You you say? No, Tough last pick. Tough last pick. Is you know it? what? I'm gonna take another one. I was gonna do Edge, but no. I'm gonna take another woman. I'm taking Trish Stratus.
0: She on the man? Me- she- if she? She's not on the current roster. You can't do it. She is on the current roster. No, she's not. I'm looking on the website right now. She's not on the current roster. The roster
2: <laughs> What else did I looking at on
0: my laptop? I don't know, but I'm looking at it right now. There is no Trish to be had. There's a okay,
2: okay. You hmm. get it.
0: Give me Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Okay. All right. With my final pick. This is tough. This is very tough. Very um,
1: tough.
2: Friday night. So I'm going to hit the one with Brock. You got to have that star pack.
0: Right, right, right. Um, I'm going to go. You know what? It's It doesn't make as much sense since Prison Dom is on SmackDown. But I got to show love to the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. I'm going to take Rey Mysterio.
2: I like that. I like that.
0: Because he can still put on a good match. He can. All right, so here are our rosters, starting with SmackDown. There's Bobby Lashley, Solo Sokoa, The Judgment Day, Apollo Crews, Angelo Dawkins, and Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Ronda Rousey, EO Sky, Dakota Kai, Cody Rhodes, Sheamus, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Corey J, Cameron Grimes, Ilya Dragunov, MVP, Chin, and Brock Lesnar. And on Raw, it's the Usos, Montez Ford, Charlotte, Johnny Gargano, Oscar, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Pete Dunne, Naomi, LA Knight, Shinsuke Nakamura, The Miz, Santos Escobar, Zelina Vega, Mustafa Ali. Uh, Zion Quinn, Biggie, E, Candice LeRae, and Rey Mysterio. All right, so looking at our current roster, let's find some number one contenders, starting with uh, Ronda Rousey being terrible. So hopefully you don't say her. Rhea Ripley and her SmackDown Women's Champion, who is our number one contender with the new SmackDown roster?
2: With the new SmackDown roster of my picks, who would be that? Well, I'm going to go with EOS Guy. I'm going to start it off with her. I feel like that probably put on a great match, you know, show that EOS Sky can actually, you know, uh, get her out of. Um, why can I not think of their group? I'm going to choose an EOS Guy to be her first
0: challenger. Okay. that That's actually a terrific pick. Honestly, I think it's the best one that could be made. Uh, For me, I mean, you know what? I almost said Charlotte, but I can wait. I want to see Bianca versus Naomi. And I want to see it nice. bad. All right. <laughs> what about Gunther? Who's going to be his number one contender?
2: Gunther, number one contender. Hmm. I would choose Dragunov.
0: Ooh, okay.
2: He broke his reign, he, he ended his long reign at NST, he's gonna try to end his reign on SmackDown.
0: Have you seen their NXT UK matches? They're really amazing.
2: Yeah, I, see, I, I, um, I, see, I think i seen like two of them. One of them, Dragunov lost in the last one he won, I saw.
0: Yeah, the one he lost was like a murder. It was a murder. <laughs> I not remember it that, that match murder. well. That hurt.
2: You know, you're supposed to be like, wrestling is not real, I'm like, watch this.
0: Watch this, or any Gunther match. <laughs>
2: Any good match, like, even the, the, the
0: WrestleMania match. Watch this. All right, <laughs> y'all, for real, especially that one. Okay, Um, I'm so sick of seeing Seth Rollins or Bobby Lashley compete with Austin Theory for the United States Championship, so we're going to do something different, and I want to see him go against Johnny Gargano because low-key, it looked like they were kind of building that up when Johnny first came, and then yep. they just didn't do anything else with it.
2: Yep, uh, I thought I was getting ready to do that. I thought I was going to actually get uh, Gargano to take the case off of him, but they just stopped everything.
0: Yeah, that was kind of weird. But Johnny Gargano's hurt right now, which sucks, but I'm excited to see what they do with him when he comes back. But all right, Embryo, right. that's that's our draft. I, I feel good about what we both put together, minus you taking Ronda Rousey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I like our rosters. I, th- I think you have a great roster. I think dude, my roster is pretty good,
0: too. You know. yeah. I think these would be two great shows, especially if Triple H let us play a hand in Booking It. So, you know, Trips, call me. <laughs> but all right, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. But first, Backlash card. Hopefully, you'll be here next week so we can make predictions because I'll actually be in your city during Backlash. So, that'll be fun. Um but you're gonna be in my city yeah i'll be in your city when was you gonna tell me this I, d- I already told you i was coming to memphis in may i told you this months ago
2: i don't recall you telling me that it must have been another black man
0: no it was you you I, overestimate how many I, I, black men i talk to on a regular basis
2: exactly so it must have been another one because it should live
0: with me it hundred okay i'm gonna pull up in our text messages when i said hey i'm gonna be in memphis in may for my cousin's graduation anyway side the point i'll be in your city for okay. backlash but okay. what are you th- what are your thoughts on the backlash card so far? Honestly,
2: That'd be one of the best backlash cards.
0: For real? You, you you you
2: feel like that seriously? Just like, last year was pretty good. Uh, last year's back 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 pretty good. I mean, they had Steph Rollins versus um Cody um Cody. They they had a lot of matches. I, I, it's looking like this is going to be a nice little card.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels for me, it just feels very thrown together. Yeah. Yeah, like cuz what is Seth versus almost? Where did that come from? I don't um, know. Where
2: came.
0: Triple threat for the United States Championship with Bobby, Bronson, and Austin Theory. Where did that come from? Uh yep. Rhea and Zelina, that makes sense. I'm looking forward to that. Um then the Bloodline versus Sami E, Kevin, and Matt Riddle, and then Cody versus Brock. You really feel like this is going to be one of the best ones? Card-wise? Also, they better put EO if versus Bianca guard, on here. If not, you said what? They better put Bianca versus EO on here. Like, tonight, because we're recording this on Monday before Raw, they better, like, yeah, go and give that <laughs> match to go-ahead.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, um, thrown together, yes. But I feel like it would be a very entertaining card, because all the people you named, even though it was thrown together out of nowhere, all of them are going to put on a good match. And, um. Probably the worst one so far would probably be Seth versus Almost. But at the same time, I said that, and I actually enjoyed the Brock and Almost match at WrestleMania. I was shocked how much I enjoyed it. So, you know, it'll be it's thrown together, yes, but I feel like it still be a very good entertaining card.
0: Yeah, it should be cool. I mean, it can't be no worse than some of the backlashes we've seen in the past because we have oh, no. we've seen some bad ones. Um, yeah, we've some bad ones. Yeah, we see some bad ones, but this one should be cool. Um, Embryo, anything you'd like to say before we get up out of here?
2: Um, no, everybody just be safe. I'm happy
0: to be here. I'm, we're happy to have you. And again, I did tell you I was gonna be in town, um, in May. But that's neither here nor there. And thank yeah, you, guys. It did. It did. Yes, I did. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to let us know who you thought had the better WWE draft as well as how you thought about me and Ethan's mini-mock drafts, even though, let's be honest, ain't no telling what's going to happen come the first round of the draft. We could both be wrong. But be on the lookout. It's going to be a lot of draft content coming out your way. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you all next time.